Wait a minute, I hear something. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where we're watching movies while driving down the road. That's the way I like it, baby. <laughs> uh, got one for you here that I've never seen before. It's a uh, Paul Nashy movie. Miss Jackson, if you're Nashy. <laughs> um, it's in the, the Paul Nashy collection, if you've seen that box set that's out there. But we are talking about Blue Eyes of the Broken Doll, and uh, from 73 slash 74, based off of where you get your information. It says 73 on Google. I've seen other things that say 74. It may have been released, you know, in Europe or whatever in 73, and then it finally came over here in 74. I don't know. I didn't look that hard into it. But uh, we'll we'll call it 73 and, and go with that. Um... This is a, it, it's a giallo. So, I mean, with a name like that, how can it not be, right? Because their, their titles are always like the bird with two broken feathers or, you know, the microphone stand with two legs or, you know, <laughs> it's always something crazy like that. Mr. T with no mohawk. I don't know. Take your pick. Um, trying to find a synopsis of this. Let's look at this right here. It says, if it'll pull up, here we go. Oh, come on. An ex-convict troubled by dreams that he strangled women is hired to be as the caretaker on an estate owned by three very strange sisters. Soon after his arrival, a serial killer begins slaughtering blonde, blue-eyed women and leaving their eyeballs in a bowl of water. <laughs> yeah? That's actually pretty good. Uh, didn't expect to have that kind of reveal in it. But yeah, that's uh, that's this movie in a nutshell. Uh, I don't have a lot to tell you as far as a cast. All you need to know is Paul Nash is in this. I mean, he's he's the Spanish Boris Karloff, right? I mean, he's, he's in everything. He played every creature, every monster. He's just kind of a well-known figure in, in the Spanish horror world. And uh, I, I've just recently kind of got turned on to some of this stuff. I mean, I, I've seen a couple of things, but starting to dig into it and finding better quality stuff, better reproduced versions of his stuff. Not that his, you know, I'm just saying that the quality of the actual movie is better than, than the old rips that I've seen, right? I don't really know anybody else that's any of these movies there in a bunch of other Spanish films. Um, very familiar though looking because again of what it is so here's the thing about this movie that is kind of wild we've got a Spanish movie trying to be a giallo so Italian but they're going to do it in it's supposed to be in France <laughs> so you got you know people that speak Spanish trying to be French but making it an Italian film I, sometimes you just can't make this stuff up. But you know what? Here's the thing. 
this is a pretty solid flick. Uh, I didn't expect a lot. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, lots of twists and turns. I love the alternate name to this movie, too. It's the House of the Psychotic Sisters, or Psychotic Women. Yeah, House of the Psychotic Women. And, you know, that kind of works, too. I, I think they had to throw the, the Giallo name in there to, to pull that kind of crowd, right? But all in all, this is a pretty solid Giallo. So, um, I'm actually pretty surprised. But, yeah, Paul Nashi And Paul Nashi is the man in this movie because every woman wants to sleep with him. And, you know, he, he obliges, you know. <laughs> um, he's, uh, he's kind of a loner. He's, he's walking by himself. You can tell he's just kind of a, a, a wanderer coming into a town. He's trying to find some work can't find any. He gets picked up by a lady driving a car, and he notices she's got a, a arm that's messed up. She's got, like, real bad scars, and then she's got a prosthetic hand. And she kind of covers it up, because obviously he's gawking at it. And uh, she says, uh, hey, you know, where are you heading? He's like, I'm, I'm looking for some work. She says, well, we can put you to work at our place, because there's a lady there that's uh, in a wheelchair and can't get around, so they need some handyman stuff done around the house. And when he shows up, he gets eyeballed by all three women. The, the one with the arm, the, the, the prosthetic hand, doesn't really seem to be paying a lot of attention to him. But there's this, you know, hot redhead that shows up that's one of the sisters, and she's all about Paul, right? And then you get the lady that's in the wheelchair, and he's even like, hey, you know, she's, she's quite attractive too. So, you know, before you know it, you know, bada-boom, bada-bing, like the Spaniards do, uh, you know, it's supposed to be in France, so there you go. You know, they're just, uh, that, that's all they do in that country, apparently, that and paint. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just making up goofy stuff. But, uh, you know, he starts uh, making himself handy, if you know what I mean. And there's a, uh, a doctor that comes in, psychologist, that's uh, keeping up with what's happening with the lady in the wheelchair. Apparently there's been some dramatic stuff. And we don't get the backstory on Paul's character until way later on, but he's been in trouble for, uh, he's been in prison for 10 years for strangling a woman. I'm assuming that he killed her. Uh, but, you know, if you strangle somebody to death and you only get 10 years, that's pretty lenient. Unless she had it coming. I don't know. But, uh, you know, so he's got this backstory of he's even changed his name to stay hidden. And this all kind of comes out later on. It's got to be in the mix of everything else. you got a bunch of red herrings, right? So, yeah, there's somebody running around killing blonde-haired, blue-eyed girls and plucking their eyeballs out. And you see them deliver them to a bowl of water and drop the eyeballs in a bowl. Matter of fact, the times that you see this... It's pretty much the same shot twice. I, I think that's kind of how they rolled that. And um, and it does. It keeps you guessing, right? There's there's a lot of lots of twists and turns. Uh, the ending is uh, a little confusing, but all in all, again, it's 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 not bad. If you're a Giallo fan, I kind of recommend this one. Um, Stylistically, it's done very well. It feels like, you know, Sergio Martino, somewhere around in there as far as, 
you know, the, the giallo feel. Um, that, I think that's a pretty good place to put it, right there around Sergio Martino, because it, it has a little sleazy aspect to it, but it's also shot very well and put together very nicely, very nicely edited. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with this one. I actually enjoyed it. There is one scene, though, and again, you got to remember, this is just a different time, different country, but they have a scene where they're, let's just say, bleeding a pig, right? Um, they're, I don't know if they're getting ready to, to, you know, do away with this pig and make meat out of it or whatever, but they're bleeding it, and you, you, you get to see this, and obviously it's a real pig and stuff, which, you know, the whole cruelty to animals thing I'm totally against, but at the same time, I understand, uh, because if you grew up on a farm, these things happen. This is how you survive. You raise your livestock to have them butchered and, and, and make meat out of them. Sounds cruel, but hey, who knows? Plants probably have feelings too. We just don't hear them scream. Just say it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, I kind of get it, but I'm, I'm not for it for the fact of just doing it. Um, if there's a purpose for it, then, then fine. But does it really need to be in the film? Not really. Just saying. Uh, so yeah, it does have that scene in there, so just beware of that. But if you're a fan of the Giallo stuff and the Italian film, films and you've seen Cannibal Holocaust, then obviously you've seen plenty of animal butchery that happens and uh, again I repeat I'm not not a fan of it but there's kind of a reason they do it too it's it's a it's a weird thing of why they do it it's it's to especially in kind of a holocaust it was to make it hard for you to distinguish between what is really happening and what is not so anywho that's a different movie for a different time but yeah uh, this is a solid flick and it went by really fast. But anyways, it ends up that the, the police chief finds out that, you know, Paul Nash's character's got this backstory and they come after him, right? When these murders start happening. And he's like, they'll, they'll, I'm not going back to jail. They'll never take me alive. And I'll just kind of leave it there, right? And, uh, but yeah, there's, there's plenty of interesting things that happen here that make it worthwhile, make it worth watching. Not the biggest fan of the ending, but it still works. So and that's that's kind of a hard sell, right? Um, I don't know. It, it's that thing where you, of course, you, you know, it's set up like a giallo, like a murder mystery where you're bouncing around going, oh, I bet it's that person. I bet it's this person. I bet it's that person. Well, you're, you're all right and you're all wrong, right? Every time you do this. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think you should check this one out. Give it a shot. I'm going to give this straight down the middle, three out of five. It could be a four. Let's say 3.5 out of five. I feel better with that because it was definitely better than I expected it to be. And I was really surprised at how giallo this movie was. And uh, I just love the, the, the whole idea, though. If everybody stops and thinks about it, you know, I'm going to make an Italian movie. In, in Spain, but we're going to pretend it's in France. <laughs> I just, I love that. I think that's brilliant. Anywho, that's it for this episode. I hope you check it out. It is on Tubi. You can watch it for free. 
and get on that. Check it out. Slap it around. See what you think about it. Let me know. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.